TGH The Good House presents Say Something Good, an all-new podcast dedicated to good news, good people, and good stuff. Hosted by Sean Patrick and Karen Millsalst. Hey everybody, welcome to Say Something Good. I'm Sean Patrick and I'm here with Karen Mills Austin. Happy New Week, Karen. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. You know, there's this freshness that is in the air. I love this time of the year because it feels like, oh, new beginnings. If, and I know that this is the end of the year. This is when I start setting my intentions. This is when I start looking forward to more and more and more goodness unfolding. So this is a good time of the year. Yeah, I was recently out walking and I noticed all the leaves on the ground, which which I love. And I was going to send you a picture, but I didn't because you, I, I don't remember this, but you talk about that I once celebrated autumn in that way yes. <laughs> by, by yes. sending me, yeah so so I think of you but it's, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely that time of year and in spite of in my country we are changing prime ministers by the month and you have an upcoming election we were still able to find some great news stories and I think that's just really important to show that it's very easy to discuss things which seem fearful Mm-hmm. But actually, you know, you don't have to look that much further to find some things that are really good. Yes, yes. Starting, um, I love this one, starting this week, Joan Newby, a woman who has fostered more than 90 children, has been honoured with a four-metre-high statue um, here in the UK in the hopes of recognising other foster carers and volunteers. 90 children, Karen. Boy, that's a lot. And I wonder how many years... Um, that represents as well. Yeah, I don't know, but when I was when I was doing my research for that one, she she doesn't look she doesn't look like she's very old. And yeah, and with ninety <laughs> children. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I, yeah, but I just think it's incredible. And you know, I don't foster children myself. Um, I don't come from the care system, but I do know people who do. And having good foster carers is yes, so so important. It is. It is. People that can do a really good job with it and have a powerful impact on these kids so that they can go out and be a beneficial presence. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think it's incredible that out of all the statues that are put up, some problematic in this day and age, that a decision has been made to honor somebody. On one hand, I want to say normal, but there's nothing normal about having taken care of, of 90 children. So no, there isn't. I'm glad. I'm glad yes. that is yes. about. Um, this is your side of the pond now, Karen. Well, almost. Um, Mexico's largest state has now recognized same-sex marriage, leaving only three states in Mexico um, against it on the wrong side of history. Um, this is considered an important message for Mexico's government to acknowledge all of its citizens. Um, I have to admit, I didn't know about the legal status of gay marriage in Mexico prior to hearing that it was very significant. This particular state had legalized it. And I can only imagine that it's a matter of time for the final three to, to get in line. Yes. And there's this reality show that I used to watch um, 
where two men, a man from the United States and a man from Mexico, the man from the United States traveled to Mexico because he has found, he found the love of his life and they wanted to live in Mexico. And the resistance that was there, you know, they were, um, the one, the, the man from Mexico was used to being in the United States and being able to hold hands and do all those things. When he came to, when they both came to Mexico, um, they had to deal with the possibility that the mother or the father would not be coming to the wedding. The rest of the siblings and relatives would not be coming to the wedding. The good news is, is that everybody came together because they saw the love that these two men had for one another. It's a beautiful story. It really is. I've never been to Mexico. Have you? Of course. (laughs) I was thinking, of course, of course you must have gone. But I I was watching The Real Housewives recently and one of them hadn't been to Mexico. But I assumed I assumed you would have been. I'd I'd love to go. And yes, I um, definitely hope to make a trip. But I'm very happy to see that their government is falling on the right side of history with recognizing same sex marriage now in the vast majority of their states. Um, We've spoken about this before and I can't get I can't help but wanting to say it as much as I can. But Lizzo's mental health platform, badbitcheshavebaddays2.com, mm-hmm. um, is now offering multiple direct links to therapy platforms and inclusive organizations such as National Alliance of Mental Illness, the LGBTQ Psychotherapists of Color Directory, and the Dear Black Women Project. I I love that Lizzo's doing this anyway. And like I said, something called badbitcheshavebaddays2.com is... I I love, (laughs) I love that so much. But to actually want to hear that it's now offering all these directories and also hearing that, you know, these directories exist. Like I did not know that there was a directory of LGBTQ psychotherapists of color. Thank God that there is. Yes, thank God. And I didn't know that either. You know, there's still this stigma about, uh, about therapy. In 2022, there's still a stigma. And I believe that healthy people go to therapy. It's just that simple. No matter um, what their sexuality is, what their ethnicity is, any of that, um, everybody gets to benefit from somebody taking care of their own mental health. I mean, it just makes so much sense. And I feel like the stigma is, I believe the stigma is less to do with anybody thinking it's wrong with talking through your problems with somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that there's still this idea, because I've heard people say this, they're worried that it like takes the secrets out of the family. Yes. It takes the secrets out of themselves. No yes. one I've ever spoken to has said, yeah, going to a therapist would be a bad idea. But I have heard, oh, I couldn't tell the therapist some of the things I want to speak about, or I couldn't let that out the family. And that is not, if you're seeing a, a good <laughs> therapist, it's completely confidential yes. and not even like, cause I know you say this all the time. You don't even have to think about it. You, you let it go after the, the session people have. With you. Yes, absolutely. That confidentiality is a really good piece. Um, and I think that individuals may not remember that, that confidentiality is there. And when I see clients, I'm, you know, I see clients who may be, um, a girlfriend here, a boyfriend there, or I know this person who knows this person. So I'm in the midst of all of this, um, all these relationships, 
and I never breach that code of confidentiality. It's really important because if I do, I am, I think that I'm violating a law. I'm certainly violating the relationship that I have with my clients. And I know that there are therapists who, who feel exactly that way. Good therapists. Yeah. So if you are, if you are someone who is considering therapy, but your hesitation is confidentiality, know that every therapist will offer that and then do your research and and get a good one and be completely reassured about that. But that is not something that your therapist might offer. If you are in a service like that, you will have confidentiality. So do not allow that to be a barrier to, to talking through and and staying well. And that, and I want to add that I really believe that, you know, therapy or practitioners or whoever you go and see, it's not just about dealing with a problem and big believer in positive psychology. It's also about cultivating your wellness. It's about flourishing. We love that word. Yes, Yes, we love it. So even if you feel completely fine, but you're thinking you could benefit from talking to somebody, I'd agree with you. Um, Moving on to our next story. This sounds like a British one, Karen, but it's not. Two-time Academy Award winner Gina Davis, Thelma of Thelma and Louise, has released a new memoir called Dying of Politeness. Um, She gets candid about always feeling as if there was something wrong with her and never being able to speak her truth. This is not the kind of book I was expecting from a two-time Academy Award winner, but here we are. Yeah, yeah, and there is uh, there's something wonderful about. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Being in integrity with who you truly are, um, doing the right thing, having good manners, saying words that are impeccable, as Don Miguel would say. Um, those kinds of things. We shouldn't make any excuses. We may. There are some of us who. Um, operate completely in integrity and we may stick out and that's okay. It's okay to stick out. The most important thing is that we're true to our higher self. That's the most important thing and how wonderful um, that is. And maybe this memoir was very therapeutic for her. Yeah, I was watching her be interviewed about it and she said Hmm. it wasn't until she was on the set of Thelma and Louise with Susan Sarandon she met another woman who spoke her mind and said what she wanted. She said there was this moment where Susan Sarandon said, I don't like that line. We're going to cut this line. And she said it had never occurred to her. You know, she was <laughs> a big movie star at this point. Yes, yes. That she could say, I don't want to say that line, or I think yeah. we should change this. She was just completely, uh, what, what's the word? Yeah, polite. The book's called yes. politeness. Yes, and she yes. Said she said, you know, just by being in Susan Sarandon's presence and seeing how I think they were filming for six months. She was like, that's what I've learned that women were allowed to have a voice. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it really is um, finding her voice as a woman and then finding her, her voice as a person um, knowing that there's something within us that um, we get to express fully and to not be able to do that is um, can be detrimental not only to ourselves but to those around us. Thank goodness that Susan Sarandon was an example of what's possible, and then Gina Davis was able to rise up. That's why we do this work. That's why we move forward. And I want to say this, that we move forward in kindness 
and unconditional love. That's the, she, she finds her voice and it may, the voice may be found and it may be a little bit, uh, I don't know what the word is, raggedy or um, she's getting adjusted to it. And then ultimately the idea is to speak our voices and speak with impeccability, speak with kindness, speak with unconditional love. Thank you so much. I love hearing, I love hearing you talk about that. And I, you know, when we think about what Susan Sarandon was in her life, it's an example of when we talk about, you know, being a beneficial presence. Yes. And it wasn't like Susan Sarandon showed up and said, I'm going to teach her. It was just her example. Yes, it that's it. It was just her example. Mm-hmm. Um, Till, a biographical drama about Mamie Till, mother of Emmett Till, who died in 1995, um, has been released in the United States. And um, the story of Emmett Till has been told through documentaries before, but it's never been told on the big screen. Yes. I think this is a um, this is a big moment as someone living in the UK um, under the age of 40. I had I'd heard of Emmett Till before, but I did not know his story. And this is the story finally being told, not through a documentary, not through a um, not through something that people might not see this is going to the Oscars. This is going to the big screen. Yes. And it's very important. Yes, it, it is very important. I, uh, you know, my mother and father were both from the South and uh, left the South when they, my father was on his way to college. My mother was um, a little girl when she left the South, left, they both left, left Texas. And it wasn't until, well, they experienced a lot of things and they never would really talk about things. Um, and it wasn't until they got, um, my, my mother has passed as she was getting a little bit up in age. She gave little glimpses of things that happened to her, including, um, telling of an uncle who her, her uncle, my great uncle who had to leave, a city in Texas because he um, was walking down the street. A white woman was um, coming the opposite way and he glanced at her and his, his sisters, my, my great aunts and my grandmother said, you got to get out of here. So we're talking about, I don't, I don't know, maybe the 1940s. Um, and so to be able to, and of course, Emmett Till, oh my goodness, my goodness. Um, uh, I, I, I don't have words. What, what I, the words that I do want to say is that I'm grateful that this movie is being made so that um, his, li- his life has never been in vain because his mother was always um, in the forefront of wanting to do the right thing and wanting to change the way that we interact with one another. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this movie. And it also allows people like you <laughs> and younger to be able to know um, some of the history of the United States. Absolutely. And, you know, in doing my, my research for this episode, learning about Emmett Till, um, I didn't know that, you know, his, his death was such a profound part of um, the civil rights movement. And yes. I also didn't know it was only weeks later, Rosa Parks sat at the front of a bus 
And she is quoted as saying, oh, I had Emmett Till on my mind. I didn't, I didn't know, that. know that. I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know that. But it's interesting how things happen in sequence like that. Um, and it's very important. So to be able to have even that kind of connection in history is very, very important. So, um, yeah, let's go out and support this movie in however way we need to support it. Most importantly, let's go and get a glimpse of what, um, of what was going on then and of what it means to us right now to be able to speak and vote and protest and do. And uh, you think about um, um, everything that has happened up to this point that is because of an incident, um, a murder with Emmett Till and where we are right now. Coming up after the break, we're going to be speaking with Sam Livermore, and her new book, Calm Up, Why We Don't Need to Calm Down Anymore. She's going to teach us how to activate our calm. We'll hey, be right back. Hey, Patrick from The Good House, and we are currently accepting submissions and proposals to join us on our remarkable publishing program starting this November. If you have an idea for an inspirational book, memoir, or guide, then simply get in touch at www.tghbooks.com or contact me directly at sean at tghbooks.com. We are dedicated to working with new and emerging talent in the field of spirituality and self-help and assisting them to share their message generously with the world. Our program really offers more than anything else we know, providing authors with six months of one-to-one support, as well as six highly insightful masterclasses and group support sessions. We handle everything from your initial book idea to book design to worldwide distribution, as well as welcoming you into our author community for in-person retreats and get-togethers. We really look forward to hearing what book you're about to birth. Welcome back. We have with us the author, Sam Livermore. Congratulations, Sam. You have a brand new book. This isn't your first book, but this book is called Calm Up. Uh, So why Calm Up? Why now? Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yes. Um, Calm Up is all about um, really locating your feelings and not being patronised, which is what happens when someone says calm down. You feel like you're being dismissed, you're being patronised, your feelings don't matter. Um, So Calm Up really is about not pushing down those feelings, really going to the heart of it and, you know, really focusing on who you are internally. Yeah, I, I love this because I, I can imagine, and it's, it's a word, words that I don't like, calm down, just calm down. No, when we're saying calm down, we're saying to someone, don't tell us how you're feeling right now. I don't want to hear it. Uh, but when we're saying calm up, there's something where we're giving ourselves permission to say how we feel and uh, and be proud of of how we're feeling. Um, so, how long has this book been in the works for you? As you've been thinking about it, well, you know, I've been thinking about it since 2019. 
my mm-hmm. my previous book came out early 2019 100 letters to a stranger and yes. um it was around six months later and I, I knew I had other stories in me personal stories you know stories of my life um and you know I'm qualified in a lot of things uh, you know I was a therapist for many years I've worked in education so I really wanted to share this information, but not in a traditional sort of uh, technical way, right? And mm-hmm. um, actually, I was having lunch with Sean um, late 2019 when he was down in London. And I remember. Yeah, and it was actually him that come up with the phrase "karma." Because oh, we that's was, wonderful. We was talking and. Uh, I was saying that, you know, I create calm and everyone says I create calm and I'm like human value, right? But Mm -hmm. what is it Mm -hmm. I actually do? And, you know, he said, you know what it is? You you actually go right to the, like, the solar plexus. Like, it's like you you connect to the calm there and you bring it up out of you. It's like like you, you calm up. And I was straight away, I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) yes yes (laughs) yeah and sam you know because because when someone's saying calm down they're saying we don't want you know we don't want to have that feeling in the room right now but Mm -hmm. calm up is calm up is about we want to and it's the subtitle of the book activate your calm we want to bring forth that feeling of calm so it's the complete it's not even like the opposite to calm down because it's it's something that you're constantly doing to activate that feeling of of calmness. So I actually don't recall saying calm up. So I think you you should take credit for that. I mean, I'll take it. But I do just recall having having the conversation and and um, and this calm up uh, being born. Uh, but yeah, it really is. It, it's not the opposite to calm down. It's it's something else. Um, something I really love in this book is how. Um, you know, we both, everyone on this call, have spent quite long in the self-help well-being industry. But in the book, you you really call out some of the things that may not actually may not actually be helpful in activating your calm. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, yeah. I think you're referring to to one of the chapters where I talk about the gaslighting that goes on mm-hmm. with the spiritual community, right? Um, mm-hmm. Where people were saying about your beliefs. Um, and I actually, I think what I say is like, is it a spiritual belief or, and, um, what I'm talking about is when some of the people say, oh, you could do that if you wanted to, but you know, you don't want it enough or you don't believe it enough. Right. And sometimes it's not that it's, you don't believe it enough. It's basically society, um, you know, because if you're like one of the things I talk about is like if you've got a disability, right, and or if you're caring for someone or, you know, if you've got like um, young children, you, you literally don't have the same 24 hours in a day as someone who has things done for them because, you know, I really do hate the let's all get up at 5 a.m and just have that extra hour club you know (laughs) (laughs) um and 
that's one of the things about the spiritual community that has, has really got my goat over a number of years now. Yeah, I mean, there's two there's two <laughs> sayings that used to be popular, which are now not. One is people used to say, you have the same amount of hours in a day as Beyonce. And then we all realized that we didn't because we didn't have a staff of 100, you know? Exactly. And then there was the other one, the good vibes only, which at first I liked it. It was cool. It was an, it was an invite to good vibes. But then it became, once again, like when you tell someone to calm down, it was don't bring anything around here, which is not this glossy good vibes only. And I really do think that with a book like Calm Up, with what I call the new, new age. It's really about making room for all feelings and really being accommodating to the human experience, even with its struggles. Yes, yes. And and it really is about practicing something new, right? Um, it's about uh, being kind and compassionate to other people, right? And starting with yourself, kind and compassionate. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's another thing that I say in, in the book about comparison, comparisonitis. You know, um, we, we do love to compare each other to each, someone else, don't we? Mm-hmm. We do love to do that, yes. compare ourselves. And you don't know anything about that person, right? And I actually say, like, in there, the, the, the phrase I actually is, use is don't compare your apples to somebody else's bananas. They look different and they grow different. Yes, yes. It's so interesting you're saying that, Sam, because one of the news stories I didn't cover because I was just conscious of time was um, a recent article on today.com has said that, um, let me pull it up because it just speaks to what you said, a recent article on today.com discusses the importance of unfollowing influencers if you find yourself comparing your life with theirs. Yes. And this is something that, I guess we've all spoken about on the fringe, but actually it's now it's now like a public safety warning. Unfollow influencers if you're in comparison too often. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, you just, you just don't know what someone's privileges are, right? Yeah. And also the other side, you don't know what someone's trauma that they've been through, right? Yes, you yes compare your journey to another journey you can only compare it to yourself Mm -hmm. yeah and and to really honor ourselves by not comparing ourselves with anybody Mm. else Mm. by honoring our uniqueness that's really um very very important because you're right there can be i this is the way i language it that we never know how many times um People have shown up in these bodysuits, right? We have no uh, idea if Sam has been here for 50 lifetimes. I've been here for 100 lifetimes. Sean has been here for for 500 lifetimes. Uh, And then what have we each done during that time? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, there's, doesn't make any sense whatsoever to compare our lives to anyone. We get to live our lives individually, um, because we're on our own individual road. We really are our own individual journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, this is wonderful. Sam, uh, tell our audience, where you can be reached. 
Um, you can find me on Instagram mostly as my main uh, social media channel. Um, and it's Sam Gladiator of Love. So you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all as Sam Gladiator of Love. Um, and my website is samlivermore.com. And Beautiful. So if you want to um, follow my um, love letter journey, that's Share the Love Letters. Yes, Share yes, the Love yes, Letters yes. Is, is the first book. So yes. check out both of Sam's, check out both of Sam's books, but I definitely am using Calm Up as my new way. I'm no longer calming down. So thank yes. you so much, Sam, for authoring that book. And um, we love to have you with with our company, The Good House. Um, you, you've been with us. You, you've been with us for a long time, and it's great mm. that the second book is coming. So thank you for putting this manifesto into words, spreading the love with your with your love yes. letters, but also um, activating the calm. So you've got two job roles now. Activator yeah. of calm, sharer of love. Yes, yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. So calm up is available everywhere now. And um, yeah, I'm really excited. Well done, Sam. Um, until next week, Karen, say something good. Say something good all the time. There's always something good to say. You've been listening to Say Something Good from TGH The Good House. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And because we want to inspire as many people as we can with these episodes, we'd really appreciate it if you'd share the show with friends or family who'd find it useful. Also, please leave us a review and let us know what you'd like to hear on the show. For more information about TGH The Good House, who we are and what we do, please visit our website www.tghbooks.com.